Welcome to Clear Thinking Out Loud, written and narrated by Mark Tyrrell of Uncommon Knowledge. Hi, I'm Mark Tyrrell of Uncommon Knowledge, and welcome to How to Use Surprise in Hypnosis Inductions. Three clever ways to use subtle shock to create more effective hypnosis inductions. Now, I once wanted to win a toy on the rifle range at the fair, and I should point out that this was quite a few years ago, back in the Victorian era, when I was young. And to win, I had to fire wet sponge pellets at a cuckoo clock bird. If I fired when the doors were shut, the pellet just bounced off. So to hit home, I had to wait until the doors were open and fire before they closed again. Later, as a therapist, I realized that people's minds need to be open before new ideas can properly hit home. Now, hypnosis is not just relaxation. So how often have you uh, read under what is hypnosis, perhaps in a hypnotherapist's advertising literature, or FAQ, something like hypnosis is simply a state of deep relaxation. And this is reassuring to the cautious public, perhaps, but far from the full story. If you only have one way of inducing hypnosis, the undoubtedly pleasant path of relaxation, then you're considerably less flexible as a therapist than you could be. And I say this because hypnosis is about focus. We can get people to focus by gently uh, lulling them into deep calm or relaxation, or we can use other ways such as shock. The great Dr. Milton Erickson described how he sometimes used shock to induce altered and more suggestible states of consciousness within his patients. So here's a warning. What you're about to hear might shock you, but I'm sure it won't. But it certainly shocked the patients that Erickson used this approach with. Okay, so a young couple who couldn't conceive came to see the great Dr. Erickson. And they were very proper, articulate, serious types, you know, college professors, very um, straight-lined thinkers. And they described how they had failed to produce children, how marital union with full physiological concomitants to fulfill our phyloprogenitive desires had failed to produce offspring. Okay, this is how they talked. As Erickson recorded it, they spoke only in polysyllabic words and whenever possible used clinical medical terms. And after listening to their account, Erickson said he believed that they could be cured by shock therapy. If they agree to this, they must further agree that following their shock, they must return home in complete silence so that the effects of the shock would not be diluted. Somewhat Bemused, the couple agreed to this shock therapy. So Erickson then had them grasp the arms of the chair that they were sitting on, ready to receive their shock therapy. And remember, expectation is a powerful prelude to hypnosis. So looking at them squarely, he then said, you have been engaged in marital union with full physiological concomitants to fulfill your phyloprogenitive desires. Now, Why in hell don't you go fuck for fun and pray to the devil she isn't knocked up for at least three months? Now please leave. Three months later, the wife was pregnant. So 
What was all that about? Okay, now you can relax, even if you're shocked, which I'm doubt, I doubt you are. But I'm just illustrating a couple of points, which are, firstly, hypnosis may not look like hypnosis. The eyes wide and glassy look, lasting only a couple of seconds, may be just as receptive a state for new ideas to take root in a person's mind as its 30-minute eyes-closed-in-relaxation cousin. The door doesn't need to be open very long for the wet sponge to hit home. Okay, once you understand the principle of shock, technically it fires the brain's orientation response, instantly increasing suggestibility. Then you can use it creatively. So here's a few pointers to help you uh, incorporate surprise as part of your therapeutic approach. So, number one, shocking agreement. Sometimes something new is needed. You know, the person, your client, they've heard all the advice, had all the cognitive reframes, sat through all the fancy techniques, uh, been to more therapists than Elizabeth Taylor's had husbands, and no more psychobabble than you do. What will capture this person's attention long enough for a genuinely fresh idea to settle undisturbed? So appearing to agree with any negative statements your client makes can cause such startled surprise as to make them temporarily open to new therapeutic ideas. Here's one I used. So a client said to me once, um, and they had been very used to people giving them positive feedback and contradicting their negativities. And they said, you know, my life isn't worth living. And I decided to take a different tack. So I said, you know what? You're absolutely right. Your life isn't worth living. The way you've been living it up to now. And that's why we're going to start making positive changes right this instant. So they had the surprise, the openness, something different, and then the suggestion. Number two, confuse first and suggest second. When you have no idea what's happening and therefore what's going to happen next, you become open to suggestion. People uh, totally confused by the stage hypnotist unexpectedly tipping them backwards become immensely suggestible because the mind is now open to what's going to happen next. They don't know what's going to happen next. So please don't tip your smoking clients back or try the famous confusing Ericksonian handshake on your next depressed client. But the principle is what I'm trying to get at here. However, verbal confusion can be a powerful way of opening the mind to a direct suggestion. For example, now there is a wonderful part of you, apart from the part listening, that can take part in part or all of this part of the experience, partly because right now you can begin to relax very deeply all over your body. Such a construction causes confusion in the mind, leading to a frantic search for clarity, which is, when delivered, taken up. Okay, so the person's confused and then you hit them with clarity, direct suggestion. So it's a relief that something that last that they can understand is uh, available to them. But use this sparingly and carefully. And, you know, uh, note that confusing as the language is, there's still an underlying logic to it. Okay, in this context, confusing doesn't and shouldn't mean meaningless. Number three, humor is the best shock of all. Humor is one of the oldest and best ways of presenting new perspectives, 
because it utterly disarms people's automatic negative defenses. Used at the right time, in the right way, it can have a huge beneficial effect and has been used in uh, spiritual systems throughout the centuries. I once had a client who needed investigative surgery, and this client was very worried that she might, in her words, be aware and feel everything, but not be able to move while under the anaesthetic. This was a a fear that her imagination had uh, concocted and made very real to her. Having established excellent rapport with her, I didn't try to argue with her about this in a really serious way, but went for the humorous approach instead. Okay, so there's a shock element carried in in, in all humour. So I said, I think that's incredibly unlikely. Okay, and in fact, I think it's so unlikely that if you tell me it did happen afterwards, I'll run naked through Churchill Square, which is a local shopping mall. That's how unlikely I think it is, and I promise you I will do that. And I can still recall the look of surprise, surprise on her face and how she burst out laughing when I said that. And the shock I gave her with my bet helped deliver a new frame of reference that put her anxiety in perspective and enabled her to go calmly through the surgery, noticing nothing, of course. So unexpected agreement, confusion and humour can quickly open minds to new ideas. Used selectively and carefully and tailored for the individual, they can both broaden and deepen your therapeutic range. And just remember not to overdo it with shock, otherwise you'll lose the element of surprise. So I hope you found that useful. I'm Mark Tyrrell of Uncommon Knowledge, and if you'd like to subscribe to my email newsletter, you can find it over at unk.com slash blog. That's unk.com slash blog. (laughs) 